3: It's Jenny up here in the intro all by myself. (laughs) When the Kristen's away, Jenny will record the intro by herself as the old saying goes. Hello. Uh, I'm so excited for you to hear this week's episode. This is our live episode from Boston. We had some really special guests. We've got Jess Abbott and Avanti Govender, a.k.a. our current wives. We've got the incredible author Melinda Lowe joining us. And not just an author, but also an X-Files scholar, as you'll hear in episode. And we've also got my pal Josh Cantor, a organist and keyboardist of such repute. My God. Uh, He is the Fenway Ballpark organist. And he's also played with, you know, just a few... Musical artists you may have heard of, Mavis Staples, Eddie Vedder, Death Cab, Wilco, the Decemberists, Yola Tango, Lucinda Williams, Jenny Owen Youngs. Uh, he's amazing. And um, what you'll hear in episode, uh, I think, will benefit from a little bit of context up front here. I just want to let you know, he was going to join us in person because he was over at Fenway um, doing a ball game. Unfortunately, there was a big rain delay and he wasn't able to make it to the venue. On time, so instead, he arranged to call in to the podcast. So uh, he's he calls in on my cell phone. We're chatting with my phone up to the microphone. He was a tremendously amazing sport <laughs> about making the time. There's a little section in every Red Sox game where uh, the whole ballpark sings "Sweet Caroline." It's a moment. It's very special. Uh, he he made sure to call in during "Sweet Caroline," so we could have a little bit of a chat while he was still. Uh, up in his organist's perch over at Fenway. So we're really excited for you to hear all of these incredible people who, who joined us for the episode. Um, it's really, really fun. Now, another bit of business before we get into it. I need to let you know uh, about the results of the Sexual Tension Awards poll from the last episode. Shapes. I only nommed two slots worth of noms uh and the results are like very clear there's no confusion in the listenership i think about like who is the winner in second aka last place with 19 percent of the vote it's slyly would they have done better if i had come up with um a better ship name maybe and in first place <laughs> taking the trophy with 81% of the vote. It's Mulder and Muldering. You know, he's always Muldering about and he was really Muldering out in this episode. So uh, well-earned Mulder and Muldering. Trophies in the mail. Thank you to everybody in the listenership who voted. Your votes, of course, matter. (laughs) And um, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Darkness Falls, baby.
2: you don't want to go out in the night. Take my word on that. It's out there. What? I go out that door, somebody's gonna attack me, eat me alive, and spin me in his web? Yes. What, it's too polite to come in here and get me? For some reason, it's, uh, it's afraid of the light. It's afraid of the light.
3: A buffering rewatch adventure where we're watching and discussing every episode of The X Files one by one, spoiler free. I am Jenny Owen Youngs, ex wife
4: of Kristen Russo, and I grew up watching The X Files. And I am Kristen Russo, ex wife of Jenny Owen Youngs, and I've only ever seen 20 episodes of The X Files. Today we are watching season one, episode 20 Darkness Falls.
3: Darkness Falls was written by Chris Carter, directed by Joe Napolitano, and originally aired April 15th, 1994.
4: This is the one where Scully, a medical doctor, wears a very brightly colored parka. (laughs) But according to IMDb, this is the one where a group of loggers working in a remote forest unearth thousands of deadly insect-like creatures that paralyze and cocoon their victims. Scully, Mulder, and a few others end up trapped there. Bum, bum, bum. That sound cues on IMDb. It says says bum, (laughs) bum, bum, bum.
3: bum. yeah. Producer LaToya Ferguson gives this episode a scary rating of 2.95 out of five (laughs) possible We Have Ice at Homes. You remember Ice, the episode that was like this one, but in the cold instead of in the woods?
4: (laughs) Scully honestly wore another incredible parka in that episode. (laughs) That was the white one. Get
3: Scully outside!
4: (laughs) Do you think Scully has a leather jacket? Yeah. Nobody tell her. Oh, I think that was just the collective queer sigh. That's the sound of it, like if you're doing like sound cues for something and you need like queer audience size for Gillian Anderson, that would be it. Uh. <laughs> okay. General were you done with your, oh my general thoughts? General thoughts? General thoughts? I loved this episode. Um, I thought the bugs were cool. Latoya Ferguson agreed. The, bu- the use of scary bugs was effective at a time when we were like, how we'll we make scary bugs. Thought they looked a little bit like Willow's magic uh, Tinker Bells, um, but I thought this was fun. I thought it was fun. Honestly, I love to see an asshole man eaten alive <laughs> because a uh, period. I mean, like period. But an extra special treat when he's eaten alive because he's destroying the fucking earth. You know, <laughs> like cut down that tree. Well, the tree's now gonna eat you, sir. Goodbye. So those are my general thoughts. Nice. Oh, and I also love a lover, lovers' quarrel. Love a lovers' quarrel. Uh, Mulder and Scully mm. fighting in yeah. the woods before death. I think I said in a crystal ball that I think the reason they will kiss is because of impending death. Uh huh. So like we were getting closer.
3: Yeah, yeah. Baby steps.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> Just the way that you looked at me, like yeah, yeah. I can't tell her anything. Okay. What did you think, Jenny?
3: Well, this is an episode that I have, like, very specific memories of watching as a kid Mm -hmm. in 1994 and being like, whoa, in the woods. I lived in the woods at the time. And I was
4: like, could be me. (laughs) Did you have, like, experiences? I'm too young to die. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have experiences in the woods while watching X-Files where you were like, what if this is, like, a new... Like species, this is an alien bug. This is a fill in the blank. Like, did you connect the two?
3: There are some truly horrifying bugs in the woods,
4: Kristen. (laughs) That's why I don't go there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's. uh, I would not recommend. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think if I ever made a connection. I feel like I'm just, you know, retrospectively making connections that that weren't there for me when I was a kid, but generally I was afraid. Watching this show yeah. made me scared. <laughs> and I was, you know, just in a great place to be scared.
4: Plenty of like fright and darkness 13 available. 13 years old. I was only 12, I was a so tender I'm age sorry, 12, of, of Twelve. 12. 12 years old. Um, but you liked this episode. You remember it from your youth?
3: I remember it fondly from my youth. Um, the fits are immaculate. The humidity is not doing anything great for Mulder's hair. It's no. a looking a little floppy. I
4: have notes on Mulder's hair, too. Notes.
3: <laughs> and I'm sure he's just waiting. We
4: know he can do better, you know, is the thing. He knows he can do better. He'll get there. Humidity is...
3: A fickle mistress. I feel
4: like the like extended commentary on humidity while you're wearing a mock turtleneck under a sweater, under spotlights, is like has a particular feel to it, you know. My
3: body temperature right now is regulated. <laughs> I'm feeling good.
4: The I might I'm gonna soon shed the vest, not even because of, of heat, but because every time I try to look at Jenny, I'm like,
3: <laughs>
4: like trying what if to go... every
3: time you take a layer off, I have to put it on. You put it on. <laughs>
4: Yes, please. Welcome to our very first live recording of The X-Files. This is when we find out. Can we do it? Don't know. We'll find out. Stay tuned. Let's begin at Olympic National Forest in Washington with angry loggers. I lagers.
3: am sad that some of these grade A beef lager hunks <laughs> in Incredible outfits die before, essentially, yeah,
4: before we're out of the cold open. <laughs> they are <laughs> not long for this too- world. Hunkologist Jenny Owen Young says too many hunks died before <laughs> the credits. <laughs> not the episode for me. Though we do get a couple of, I think we get a couple of hunks post the loggers. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Oh, wow, sounds like judgment. She's like, mm, okay, you're not the hunkologist here. Um, yeah, we see how, we see, no. I look forward to hearing your thoughts,
3: is what I say. I think it's the mock and turtleneck.
4: You were, you felt mocked by my mock turtleneck. Exactly. All right, this hunk named Dyer, do you think Dyer is a hunk? Which one is Dyer? All hunks look the same to me. <laughs> Oh, Dyer's the one that wants
3: to run for it. Yeah, there are like two main hunks up front, and they're both hunks. Okay. And then there's a sort of a... Hunks in conflict. Would it pastiche be or collage? (laughs) A background collage of... um, I like pastiche of hunks. It's like guys who look like they belong on a roll of uh, brawny.
4: Ooh. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some lumberjacks. They left. They have flannel on, but there's 400 flannel hanging in the cabin. Did that you they notice
3: left. how neatly the flannels were hung yes. all
4: around the cabin? I just love the like set decoration of like ah loggers, loggers. Mm-hmm. More flannel. flannel. Just weed. A bag of weed and flannel. All flannel <laughs> yeah. and one bag of weed. And a microscope? They had a oh that little like telescope, but that the thing
3: they were looking at the. But um, it's like a weird.
4: Any scientists in the audience to understand? Because like, that was a microscope, but it wasn't a microscope. Whoa! You know what I mean? Like, it looked like it dissection a dissection scope. scope. You see ask, and they show. It's like when you're on the airplane, and they're like paging a doctor. <laughs> D- oh, I already told you. <laughs> Never mind. You should, did you tell all of us? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so the loggers try to escape. I don't really understand this, but I've learned so far 20 episodes into the X-Files that I don't have to. You just gotta go with it, Kristen. Ride why the did they wave. Leave the meal <laughs> to go into the forest? Why couldn't they stay in the cabin with the generator longer? I why have,
3: didn't they leave at the crack of dawn instead of waiting until mealtime to then go outside to have an argument to then run at top speed through the woods, but not fast If they enough.
4: had like one flashlight, then and they could like make a chain, sorry to unexpectedly hold your hand, but I don't like it, this. You hold the flashlight and shine it on your face and you hand it to me and I hold it and then we, we sort of like daisy chain out the woods with a flashlight. <laughs> like hands across America, but... Flashlights across the woods. Flashlights across the woods. Sure. You're out. that's why you come here. <laughs> anyway, okay. they all die. <laughs> yeah, we see,
3: we see a swarming of, um, let me check my notes, approximately one zillion green LED lights.
4: I have Willow Tinkerbells descend, dire screams, credits. Flank, 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 flank. Have oh, we ever... Hum, hum, hum. Yes, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Have we ever gotten a slideshow so early in the episode?
3: Surely! Oh, he loves to come back from the cold open, being like, Scully, click.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My... Okay, there's a couple of things to talk about. I'll let you pick which one you want to talk about first. (laughs) (laughs) Take a good look, Scully.
3: He implores, showing only a slide of like 35 loggers posed happily among their prey. (laughs) She's like, "What am I looking for?" And he says, "I don't know a
4: boyfriend." (laughs) He also says, "Rugged, manly men in the full bloom of their manhood." You might have a rival in honkology (laughs) with Fox Mulder.
3: Mulder's yeah, he's not just an incredible profiler. Of serial killers, but also <laughs> of rugged manly men in the full bloom manhood. Think,
4: uh, I feel like Mulder is really trying to figure out if he's manly enough for Scully. Like he's having some like gendered feelings lately. I think you know, am I strong enough for her? Does she want a rugged man? Does she want a professor that's older? What is she after, and how can I be that? I want to tell you something, but
3: I mean, it's not like a plot spoiler. But you know, the first live event... No, not the
4: first live event. Never mind. But I, was I did want did did to spoil
3: a major character death in front of a live audience, but this is nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> you were warned. I was just going to tell... I just wanted to give you something to look forward to. Okay. Okay, I'll be, I'll be vague. You've seen Mulder running on the track. Yes. That's not the last sport you will see Mulder engaging in.
4: Great. Um, I would like to point out one thing about Mulder's art of the slideshow, which is that when he says, they vanished, he goes to a white slide. And then continues the, like, at first I was like, oh, and that's the end of the slideshow, like, and up like... He, and then he flashes the flashlight up under <laughs> his chin. <laughs> oh, okay. So we learn that the Federal Forest Service has allegedly given up. Then we learn that there's these guys called monkey wrenchers who are environmental terrorists. Uh, the foresters think, the foresters, the freddies, as they're called, thinks that the environmental terrorists are who to blame, because it's super common for like, folks who really want to protect trees to kill a bunch of human men. <laughs> Logic there is a little lost on me, but they're not looking for them, and then we get a slide from the past, my favorite kind of slide. <laughs> All of my guesses about what will happen in an episode <laughs> of X-Files are like, but it also happened in 1965. <laughs> And it did. It happened in 1934. Yes. Tombs had just—no, he was gone for a little. No, he had just in 33. Tombs had just left. The he bugs were up for. He just finished his livers. Yeah, and went off to bed. Um, and for then a we, nice bile nap. And then we have some. <laughs> then we have some Bigfoot banter, um, because. Scully. Yeah, he
3: says the W A the W P A, squad vanished without a trace, and <laughs> Scully says, "What? You suspect
4: Bigfoot?" Uh, he's like, no, we already saw Bigfoot in episode five.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then he says the famous last words, would you like to take a nice trip to the forest? He pulled strings to get this case, Kristen. Uh, of he course loves he did. an ancient bug, an ancient worm. I love the jacket. And this is where the jacket arrives as they pull up to the k- k- campsite. What do you call a forest? A forest is good, the woods, you
3: know, the pre-designated meetup spot with U.S. Forest Service
4: employee Larry Moore, guy with hat. Hunk. I think he's a hunk. Thank you. He also, like, he is in the woods of Washington, but, like, also grew up on Long Island, right? Everything he says is, like, just a little bit Long Island. Um, Yeah, I feel that. Speaking of rugged, Scully's like, must be pretty rugged where we're going, which is literally exactly what I would say in a situation like this. (laughs) (laughs) He has the Freddy, Freddy Larry, has a bullet hole in his window, Um, and- That's just
3: what happens
4: when people don't
3: want you to cut down trees. Are
4: they really shooting the windows of the rangers, though? Or, like, that just seems, is anyone an eco-terrorist here? (laughs) Can anyone speak on behalf of eco-terrorists? If you want to remain anonymous, you can just drop a note at the merch table. God, it's like doing this show, like somehow we're going to wind up getting arrested. You know what I mean? We're like asking questions about the FBI. Now I'm looking for eco-terrorists. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. We learn that Larry is not like totally against these monkey wrenchers, as we will call them. He just sees their points. He thinks they have some good points. He doesn't like their methods, but he loves... He doesn't like their methods of shooting a hole in his windshield and spiking his tires. But he loves a tree just as much as the next guy, except for the next guy, who is... (laughs) Steve (laughs) Humphries, who fucking hates a tree. He hates a tree! He never met a
3: tree he didn't want to cut down! (laughs) He fucking... Oh, he's so mad. 100 years old, 200 (laughs) years old, 500 years old. What's it still doing up there? Get it down, for God's sake.
4: Oh, this crew all gets into a truck and they drive. Well, they think they're going to drive to the site, but of course they get their tires popped on the way. On the way, we also learn that Humphreys is a super cool guy who says that tree huggers are cowardly, just like the guys who avoided the Vietnam War. We can tell we're gonna love this guy. Yes, a very chill things are gonna happen to this
5: guy.
3: <laughs> Whoa! Where could I take you, Kristen, but an abandoned cabin full of half eaten meals, flannel shirts hung neatly upon the wall, why did they leave in a hurry to argue in the woods? Why did they leave their <laughs> flannel in the cabin? I don't... I just feel like... <laughs> just a little
4: more storyboarding, and then you yeah, I, just Yeah, just, just, just give it a th- quick once-over. Um, when they walk into this cabin, apart from seeing food everywhere, um, flannels everywhere, Mulder also begins what Mulder will continue to do throughout the episode, which is rub his little fingies... On all the surfaces, and do a little bit of that. Hmm. But then he reaches on top of the fridge, and he finds a bag of a green, leafy substance, unrecognizable to all of us. I've never seen that bag before in my life. <laughs> that Jenny said, that doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> I actually thought it was mushrooms. <laughs> Honestly. It could uh, be. Um, I feel
3: like we don't have the enhance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't have the... Holy hocus Focus. get it into focus. Enhance, enhance, enhance. A simple incantation to bring illumination. Enhance, 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 enhance,
4: enhance. I did the Jenny Owen Young's dance for that song. What did you... I wasn't looking... Oh, yeah. That
3: is what I do. <laughs> I had my eyes closed and I was conducting, kind of.
4: Um, Just this once. They call, uh, Mulder calls this this bag of weed party favors. And speaking of party
3: favors, (laughs) we have a couple for you. Just for you, they are Kristen's current wife, Avanti Govender. And my current wife, Jess Abbott!
4: Well, 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 well. Welcome, well, to, the, welcome to the pod, wives. Look at them. They dressed up. They, they were really sneaky texting with each other behind our backs, but then they told us at the end because they know better.
3: <laughs> Avanti is wearing
4: a tie
3: but Jess is wearing a button-up shirt buttoned up all the way to the top with a cross necklace fixed
4: around the outside of the shirt. (laughs) Backstage, Jess was like, Kristen, does Scully really do this thing that Jenny says she does? And Jenny was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Which is just like behind the scenes, which is, I assume, what you want. Welcome to the podcast, Avanti. Hi. You look great. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome, Jess.
6: Hello. Thank you You, for having me. (laughs) You also look great. Thank you. I'm trying to channel Scully here. I'm like, she probably wouldn't say much. She would just kind of stare with a long gaze. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. Unless she thought there were fucking bugs on her hand. (laughs) (laughs) She would lose her mind. We have um, a couple of questions for you. I tried to design sort of the weirdest newlywed game that could be designed in the current circumstances. Jess and Avanthi, you've been prepared in advance with the questions. Um, We are going to try to also guess your answers. We probably should have written them down, but we're just honor, scout's honor. Okay, the first question is, in your current marriage, who is the Mulder and who is the Scully
6: and why? Jessica? Oh, well, I mean, when I read the question, I was like, I mean, (laughs) Jenny's obviously got to be the molder. (laughs) Um, I just feel of the two of us, she's most likely to have a magazine with nude women in it.
5: (laughs)
3: I've never seen that magazine before in my life, <laughs> the person who left the Ziploc bag of plant matter
6: must have also left the magazine. Wait, was there a magazine in the cabin? No, I just was oh, mixing. Okay. sorry. No, that's, I'm just getting confused. <laughs> where does Mulder end and where do I begin? I don't know. <laughs> wow.
4: Uh, Jenny? I, oh yes, please. Oh. Why are you just uh,
6: uh, she's petite. She's perpetually rocking a bob. She's Catholic. She's very unsmiling. Uh, you know, I just very. I, there's so much. That's that's just where I'm beginning, and I think that's probably enough for the answer. <laughs> oh, and also, part of why I asked, I like double checked with Kristen about this cross necklace over the shirt, was that this is how I always wear this shirt, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. It's Scully, you for sure. Really it just are. Like, really solidified okay. why I chose what I chose. Okay, I'm done, sorry. Jenny, was this,
4: your, was this your answer?
3: This was my answer for all of those reasons and also because. Except for
4: the one about the nudie magazine.
3: <laughs> 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 Except for that, and then in its place, that Scully it delights in and also is the absolutely undefeated queen of. Roasting Mulder <laughs>
4: ferociously. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: um, okay, Avanti, what is your answer? Who is the Mulder and who is the Scully, and why? You are Mulder. Okay. <gasps> um, That's what I thought. Do you want me to explain why you
0: are Mulder first, or
4: you can do admit it, that whatever. I'm Scully. You should admit. Yeah. Tell everybody right here, right now. Mulder, they... Scully. Great. Um, you have a lot of ideas that
0: I need a lot of more information about. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, great. And I am a medical doctor. Okay. <laughs>
4: Amazing. It's true, it's true. I did, I do agree with this. I did think that you would say that I was the molder, because of my ideas uh, that I often have and my excitement about said ideas, which you are often like, maybe you should dial it back one touch. (laughs) Ma'am, I'm like, can we knock down the bathroom wall? She's like, and then what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, that's not my process. Let the artist work. (laughs) Okay. Second question. In the partnership between your current wife and her ex-wife, who is the Scully, and who is the Mulder, (laughs) and why? Uh, Avanti, you can go first on this one. I'm assuming that the current wives did not discuss this together beforehand. We have never spoken.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jenny is Mulder.
4: Jenny is Mulder? Yeah,
0: because I think she has a lot of plans that you have a lot of questions about.
6: It's just, like, steps up. Uh, Jess? Um, You know, I think I forgot to prepare for this one. (laughs) You're just going to have to do it live, baby. Who's the Mulder? Who's the Scully? Uh, You know, I might kind of counter Avanti on this and flip it. I feel like Kristen's got a lot of ideas, and Jenny is just kind of along for the ride. But, you know, also... (laughs) <laughs> Kristen's like taking a lot of notes and stuff, I feel like there's always like a document to look at. It's for true. For what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that, you know, Scully's just like click clacking over there. She's <laughs> keeping track of all the notes. And Mulder really goes off vibes, and that's for sure. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny yeah. does. Oh, yeah. Jenny does
4: definitely go off vibes. Yeah. Also,
6: I mean, you're also like me often an unsmiling Catholic, so, you know.
4: <laughs> I love that you, that you see me that way.
6: It's nice to share with you.
5: <laughs>
4: Great, do you agree with the assessments of our current wives? I celebrate all perspectives on this matter. Jenny and I playing it safe. As long as it's the <laughs> truth! Um, okay. We have a couple of other questions. Do, do, are you? How are you guys doing? Are you having a good time? It's really hot up here. <laughs> Try wearing a fucking vest and a shirt and a hiking boot and another hiking boot <laughs> and a pair of pants.
6: We're fine. Yeah, we decided we're fine over here.
4: Um, before you guys leave, could you? I just wish you would stay the whole time, actually. But um, I, I just was hoping that we could share with the uh, group our communal watch of a franchise um, about vampires and love. Um, Jess, you did this to us. Would you like to speak for yourself and on behalf of us, a group of movie watchers?
6: It's the greatest film saga ever made. (laughs) It is the Twilight Saga.
4: We're watching Twilight together, the four of us. (laughs) I mean, we've Um, all seen it, but we're like we're experiencing it together as one.
6: You know, uh, I it's kind of a joke for me, but mostly not.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you could guess which team, like between right, with Team Jacob, Team Edward, who is Jess?
6: If I'm team Edward or team Jacob, I guess. want them okay. to guess. Avanti. The, the people know me. <laughs> <laughs> C- correct. What about
4: well. me and Jenny? <laughs> Incredible comedic timing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Remember that one, that one movie that we watched where the whole time Bella was just like, Dear Alice,
6: <laughs> I'm writing you another email. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was like online harassment. <laughs> um, Block her, girl. <laughs> saying if I was Alice, I would have
4: blocked Bella so long and ago. It like the way that came out of your mouth in a mock turtleneck was a moment I <laughs> wasn't ready for. OK, we have one last question, a question that we ask anyone who is a guest on our podcast. Avanti, Jessica, do you believe in the existence of extraterrestrials?
6: Yes. Before I answer this question.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly Avanti
4: is the (laughs) Mulder, Jess is the Scully.
6: Wait, I thought, but there was a question that we skipped, I thought, about if we like this episode. Oh yeah! I forgot episode. we were talking
4: about an episode of television. Did you just point at the question <laughs> that Number I missed? Two. Thank you. <laughs> now I have people on both sides to
1: point my notes. I mean, in your notes defense, minutes.
6: usually when there's a bunch of wives and ex-wives co-mingling, it is an episode usually. in itself of television. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, did you like this episode?
6: I did, and there were a couple things I liked about it. I liked The, e- the Ego Terrorist, because it was very, like, Final Fantasy VII, if anyone... <laughs> Partakes? Really, like, three people? It's a massive video game. I was so
4: impressed by the people. I was like,
6: look, they do. They like it.
4: (laughs) Whatever it is, they like it.
6: Um, And I loved that the ending, like, suggested that the government was going to start a forest fire that, like, was secret. (laughs) It really got me thinking that, like, what if all gender reveal parties (laughs) that have gone awry are actually just like (laughs) undercover government
5: psyops.
6: (laughs) Like, what if no one is actually having a gender reveal party? (laughs) Incredible.
4: Wow. I have a lot to think about.
6: Uh, And on aliens, I mean, you know, I'm open to the possibility and would love to find some substantial evidence I think that it's probably likely that there's something out there, but you know, it's like, why bank on it if you don't have to, you know?
4: (laughs) Dana Scully, everyone. (laughs) Oh, Avanti, did you like this episode of The X-Files?
0: Yes, admittedly, it's only the fourth episode of the series that I've seen. My
4: follow-up question was going to be, Avanti, how many episodes of The (laughs) (laughs) X-Files have you seen? Why did you like it?
0: I feel like I'm going to reveal something about myself. I enjoy uh, cop shows on television, <laughs> and many uh, of the stars of this episode are also on new cop shows. Yeah. Oh.
4: I wrote down a lot of what Avanti said during the episode, and a lot of it was, hey, that guy's on my cop show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you want to say any more about your belief in extraterrestrials, or it's just a hard yes from you?
0: Um, my mother made us watch Unsolved Mysteries mm, Hell every week. yeah. So it's ingrained in me. <laughs> um,
4: as, it, as are ghosts. Oh, yeah. Ghosts are, <laughs> uh, ghosts are real, right? Uh, everyone at this table, ghosts? Yes. For yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're good. Thank you. <laughs> All set. <laughs> Nothing to prove to us. Yep. <laughs> Go to the non believers. Find your Humphreys, people. Ghosts. Okay. Um, well, this is a first. Hopefully, not a last. Hopefully, not a last. Look at
6: us. Who Please knew? not me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Please, uh, Boston, will you give it up for our current wives? Don't <laughs> trip.
3: Wow, amazing. Okay, I know that this is really so strange, but I have to do something. I took off another layer. <laughs> We have a very special guest. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it is your very own Fenway organist and keys player of much repute, Josh Cantor. (laughs) Hi, Josh.
2: How's it going, Jenny Owen Youngs?
3: Oh my gosh, it's going so great. It would be going a lot better if there wasn't a rain delay that kept you at Fenway late, <laughs> because right now your beautiful little red keyboard is on a cool little round table with a black tablecloth on it. Yeah. Wishing you were here to tickle I, its I, ivories. I, I, I,
2: I miss that keyboard all of a sudden. I, um, I, I, you, we spoke about this several weeks ago and I was like, oh yeah, I'll have plenty of time to get over to there by eight o'clock. And, um, that was my, that was my grave error.
4: Shame on us for thinking we were better than the weather. Can you ask him the question that I told you to ask him about the baseball game and the oh, organ?
3: In, in lieu of us being able to spend time together this evening, we were yes. wondering, we the denizens of uh, the Arts at the Armory, were wondering if you could do us a favor.
2: Yeah, what's that?
3: Since you and I can't play the X-Files theme song together here, yeah. Could, yeah. You, could you treat uh, the rain-drenched Red Sox fans to the thrill of a lifetime by playing it for them
2: so funny you should mention that because in fact i already did that because oh! my, because, oh! well, because so oh. here's here's the thing you, you made me learn the song so i wasn't gonna like i needed to double dip basically right for sure because why, why learn something and only play it once, like, you know.
3: Don't waste the Let's, practice, Josh. Let it rip. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I'm going to be playing this every day. No. Hell um, yeah. But I, uh, no, so the, I was telling some friends who are at the game um, about, that I was hoping to escape on time to go over there and play it. And they were like, oh, you play for us? So I played it earlier in the night. Yes. Um I don't know, I don't know if the organ can be heard there. I could try right now <gasps> to play it. Um Yes. Should we yes, try? Yes.
3: Yes, try? Yes. Try. 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 I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna,
5: so I have never let's just felt do a the power of Test moment.
2: really quick. I'm gonna play just like a few notes, not okay. of that song, but just a few, just like a sound check, and you tell me if it's coming through cleanly. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Was, I, that, was that reasonably audible? Oh, oh yeah.
3: No. Oh yeah. People are freaking out. Josh. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't think I've ever done this before, which is, like, <laughs> like do the show within the show, as it were. Um, so, so, so I'm going to play a little bit of the X-Files theme, I guess. Is that the yes. idea? That would be yes, so yes. amazing. Oh my god,
4: this is so
3: great.
2: Okay, let's try it. Um, and everybody, everybody who's not on a microphone can sing along if they want to. Here we Wait, go. Wait,
3: no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could hear the explosion oh that just occurred God. over here in response.
2: Uh, I could, and that was really exciting. Was <laughs> wonderful. So, but so it's a it's a TV show, is that what it is? <laughs> Josh,
3: did you not use the login that I sent you so you could watch oh, that?
2: No, no, <laughs> I did. I'm, um, so I'm not going to tell people what your Hulu password is, but let's just say I'm a prude, and it definitely made me blush
3: hell yeah (laughs) mission accomplished
2: yeah exactly Uh,
3: did you have a good time watching your first episode of the x-files proper
2: i had a pretty good time i had seen all of the promos back in the day because i was a regular simpsons watcher and they would always show them for during the commercial breaks of of that show the simpsons which you may have heard of Mm. Um, but uh yeah i watched it and um you know it was interesting in a way, like, I had to, I, I get, I'm easily spooked, so I had to kind of, like, watch it with the lights on and, like, make sure to, like, you know, make myself smile and giggle whenever I was, <laughs> you know, feeling uncomfortable, because then that would kind of, like, remind me that it wasn't actually really happening.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you definitely got to have the lights on so that the green LED bugs don't get you, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right, although maybe they look cooler in the dark, I don't know. But um, <laughs> there was, so, uh, it, I mean, if you don't mind, I can remark on a couple of things that, that got my attention.
3: We would love that.
2: Oh, hold on, the Red Sox just scored. It's like
3: yes! 12-9. to nine. Who's responsible for scoring?
2: Well, you told me, when I talked to you on the phone the other day, you told me to tell the team to win. So I did tell them that, and yeah. I, I can't imagine that they would not you know uh adhere to your specific instructions
3: i appreciate their obedience um (laughs) can you tell me how many how many runs um my sweet baby boy tristan casas is responsible for
2: tristan casas is um oh dear tristan casas is 0 for 4 tonight no
3: you hate to hear it
2: devers is having a great night oh. yoshida is having a great night nice. will you new a is new guys having a great night all right
3: all right i love anybody on the team having a great night it's whenever a, we can get
2: it it's a team sport you know
3: yes sir yes
2: um so have we been talking about this episode already am i at risk of like repeating something that's already been said or?
3: let let it rip josh tell okay. us your so, unfiltered feelings
2: so the the first scene that scully is in is that her name
3: Oh, yeah. That's her name, sir.
2: Like, she says, so in, like, one of her first lines, she says, eco-terrorists. Mm-hmm. Have, we, have we discussed her pronunciation?
3: <laughs> we have not discussed her okay. pronunciation. She Tell says, me everything. She says,
2: she says eco-terrorists, and then literally 25 seconds later, she says eco-terrorists.
4: <laughs> she just wants to cover all her bases. Yeah, she's trying to
3: serve, you know, people on both sides of the pond
2: i i guess it was uh that you know, took you out of, of it things. i was i was you know of course i was like where who's who's the continuity editor on this did they miss that? <laughs> um and then the other the other thing that grabbed my that especially grabbed my attention was the um uh and then i'll ask you a question if you don't mind because mm. i was because i'm dumb and i was confused by something at the beginning um but the, the guy in the quarantine mask at the end who's like, telling him about what they're going to do. Uh-huh. I, if, if it's okay with you, I would like to do a, um, an, an exact replica, a recitation of his line. Hit it. So that you can hear the, the tremendous inflection in his voice. Mm-hmm. Please. So 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 you're, you're going to ask, in fact, all of you, on the yeah. count of three, you're yeah. going to say, what if the swarm migrates? And then I will deliver the line, Okay. Okay. Well, Ready. One, two, three. What,
4: what if the swarm, swarm migrates?
2: The government has initiated eradication procedures. They're quite certain that by using a combination of control burns and pesticides they will be successful.
3: and who can argue with that josh oh yeah, i mean oh my it was
2: God. it was the passion at delivery that, that got me you know
3: <laughs> for sure
2: um so, but so i'll i'll ask a question if that's all right please so I really got, sorry go ahead
3: oh no i was just saying please go for it
2: yeah um so at the beginning i could not figure this out and i don't know if it's important or if there's something i'm missing but like how was it that the loggers knew that that the shit was going down at at, at sunset
3: Josh, 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 Josh. My what? sweet angel prince, you are yeah. already asking too many questions. Really? <laughs> yeah, you just you just gotta go with the vibes. Okay, because
2: everything everything else I could kind of everything else like more or less added up, but I was just like, yeah. I actually I went back and rewatched that opening scene because I was like, maybe I missed something the first time, you know. But yeah. somehow they knew they were very aware yeah. that. You know, that it was about to get gnarly.
3: Let me tell you, it wasn't you that missed something the first time.
2: Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That's a relief. That's yeah. a relief. Um, well, then in that case, I guess, like, can we talk about David Duchovny's music career a little bit, maybe?
3: Yeah, lay it on us.
2: Because I think I, I might be, I'm probably one of the few people who knows more about his, his career as a musician than his career as an actor. I couldn't, I know he's been in things, but I, I don't know what they are. Um, other than, um, this show that we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, but in, uh, mostly I just wanted to let people know in case, cause this is a, this, this, I feel like is an important bit of local rock trivia. Um, so he's put out three albums. I'm sure you've all heard all of them. And, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the first one came out in 2015 and it was recorded. Does anyone want to guess? Don't, just guess to yourself. Just everyone in your mind think. Where was this? What town was this album recorded? In? Okay, everybody have it. I got it. Okay, so if you said Medford, Massachusetts, <laughs> you you would actually be incorrect because it was recorded on Highland Street in Somerville, Massachusetts, wow. right blocks away from the Armory.
3: So you're saying we basically we basically are making David Duchovny's debut album right now. We're that close to the Whoa, studio. we're like yeah, breathing I mean, in can, f- can, the air.
2: I feel like you can feel David the studio breathing. energy where you are probably. Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah, the vibes are coming in nice and clear.
2: Yeah, and then um, the only other thing, by the way, am I like, am I wearing out my welcome yet? <laughs> just like, I what's just wanted, gonna happen if, to check, if they need the organ? You have a, like, I'm you so panicked. Have other plans. I know you have another guest. <laughs> and... <laughs>
3: Uh, But we love talking to you, and we love knowing what you
2: think. Okay, fine. So the only other thing I wanted to say about his music career that I felt was worth sharing with a group of people who I don't know and can't see is um, I just wanted to read um, the lyrics to a chorus from his debut single, if that's all right.
3: I demand that you do this.
2: And just really, just soak this in. Everybody, you know, close your eyes if you have to. Just imagine this imagery that he's creating, this, this tremendous wordsmith, David Duchovny. He's like, a, he's like a younger, more handsome Bob Dylan, if you think about it, really.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh, for sure.
2: Um, and this is these are his lyrics. I can't make it rain, I can't make it shine, and I can't turn this shitstorm we're in to some rainbow sunshower of holy red wine. <laughs> That's a, that's a mouthful and numerous mixed metaphors. And then the second uh, coupling. But in the test of our love, in the test of my love, in the test of our love, darling, yeah, if it's multiple choice, I got to mark none of the above. So just kudos to him for introducing the concept of multiple choice quizzes into a sort of forlorn love song. I feel like that was a major innovation on his part. Yeah, I. I've never, heard, I've never heard anyone else do that. I don't know. Maybe you've done it. I don't have all your records.
3: So. Not yet, not yet. But now <laughs> maybe. Now that someone has good. blazed the trail so boldly. Yeah.
2: yeah. Can you make it? Can you like make a quick edit on the, the album that's coming out days from now? Just be like, we got to add this one thing. Yeah, I yeah. think we can swing that. Choice for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stop the presses. Yeah. I gotta lay this down.
3: <laughs> I will do it for you, Josh, and for Thank David. You my god i can't thank you enough for taking time out of your very busy literally playing organ at a baseball frigging stadium right now schedule to talk to us about this this show
2: this is unprecedented there are very few people uh on earth whom i would do this for i don't know kristen but i hear she's lovely but um hi
4: josh i think you're so great i love you josh
2: oh thanks let's let's start out with like and see where we get <laughs> no no offense i hear you're totally awesome but i'm just I'm, sure. I'm, i like to move slowly with these things one step at um, a time one step I've at been, a time i've been i've been burned before you know <laughs> but it's my fault and it's okay i'm in therapy it's, it's all J- josh I,
4: I respect your boundaries
2: awesome thank you hang out sometime maybe i don't know where are you guys going after the show tonight <laughs>
3: Uh, We'll be by to drop off your keyboard, for starters.
2: Oh, thank you. Because otherwise, I don't know how that was going to happen. Unless, if anybody, is anybody there, like, going to Cambridge afterwards, wants to, you know what, I don't trust you. A couple people. A few, yeah.
3: It's all all under control. Don't worry. We'll make sure everything's going to be okay. Um,
2: But Jenny Ellen Youngs, you are one of the only people on earth for whom I would do something as ridiculous as what I'm doing right now. This makes me feel so
3: blessed. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> uh, Josh Cantor, have a great night, and go socks. <laughs> Bye Josh. Um, we talked to our friend Josh. <laughs> <laughs> was that as weird? Was that weird? No. I, conven- I I campaigned to Kristen very hard that it
4: wouldn't be weird. What was it weird, be honest? I, okay, I, I think you did a good job. She really did have to campaign. She was like, anyway, so 8 o'clock on the nose. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? He's calling in. He's what? But you were right. What a guy. Just like, I was literally panicked the whole time. Like, aren't there moments when the organist must play? <laughs> Fucking like bass has been in it? Then I don't know. Isn't that what you do for bass is loaded?
3: Oh, oh, that's why he was
4: like, I'll have a good chunk of time.
3: Just after 8 8 o'clock, Because it's Sweet
4: Caroline time. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, my God. So um, this is what you... Baseball. (laughs) Go Sox. Sox. Honestly, like, after that. I know, right? I know I'm in Boston. Go Sox. Well, you're in Somerville. (laughs) I'm in Somerville. I have nothing against the Red Sox. I like the Mets. All right, all right. It's not a Mets crowd. But like Mets is like how you're like a soft New Yorker to Bostonians, right? Like I won't, you won't punch me in the face because I like the Mets, we're good. You want a beer, I want a beer, we're good, cheers. Jenny, I'm fine, I can take you're care fine. of myself. You're fine, no, you're great, absolutely. I would love a beer though. Okay, <laughs> should we talk about the, I can have your beer? You can have some of my beer. Okay. Should we okay. talk about the rest of this episode? Oh my of- God, yeah,
3: yeah. We- should and I'm pumped okay, well, I am so
4: pleased to report that there's a cocoon in the woods. <laughs> it is so big
3: but <laughs> don't worry it, it is, is so thick. the crust crunches under the knife as though it couldn't get better
4: that Skelly is in a tricolor parka. She is then belayed up to a cocoon inside of the tricolor parka. It's so serious, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are
3: human fingers, fingies.
4: Yeah. Cocoon
3: with some fingies sticking out.
4: Um, My note here is I hate the cutting of this cocoon puke. I don't know what it is about the like audio. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah, it's good. Also, this is where I say Mulder's hair looks horrible.
2: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
5: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of
2: the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Jenny, you had a lot to say about this scene, so go ahead and say it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. um, Before I had an ex-wife, that's a place where I would make my...
4: Just sounds like my ex-wife. <laughs> joke. Jenny used to make that sounds like my ex-wife jokes while we were married. And oh, then but it now was now real no loud. Like, wait, now you're in now I'm being incriminated. No, it's no longer appropriate. Yeah. Well, one one thing
3: I love is that <laughs> Scully is up there, she sees the fingies and then she has to make her horror face for like extra long because they fade to commercial and right. they take their sweet ass.
4: Time. <sighs> what kind of an insect could have gotten a man all the way up into a tree? Mulder, feeling funny. <laughs> Itsy bitsy spider. Okay, <laughs> we're back at the cabin. Okay, the generator has entered the chat. Now, I would just like to mark this occasion because for those of you who watched with closed captions, the, ge- the generator closed captions are absolutely <laughs> iconic. <laughs> I wrote them down, I will make sure that we go through them all. Oh good. But right now there's not actually one, I just said nice socket wrench. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Humphreys finds Spinny in the cabin. Spinny has the fucking best mustache. (laughs) Great mustache, great hair despite the humidity. He's like, my friend's just died, but I just gotta trim it <laughs> just a little bit around the edges. <laughs> uh, that's Titus over, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hunk number two, for sure. I mean, three if you count Mulder, four if you count Scully. <laughs> uh,
3: okay.
4: W- we learn that darkness <laughs> is. <laughs>
3: Spinny's like, darkness is our enemy and Mulder is like, go on. <laughs>
4: Humphrey twirling is... his hair. <laughs> there is like like two scenes from now I wrote the note, can all of the men left in this cabin please kiss each other? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I am... Mulder's like, why, why is darkness the enemy? And Spinny's
3: like, that's when they come. Mulder's like, do you have a slideshow to go with this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> and if you wanna be dramatic, put like an all black slide for like when the darkness comes.
5: <laughs> yeah. I used an all white
4: slide for the vanishing. Okay. Humphreys is so mad. Humphreys is, we are, I don't know that I've ever been so excited for a character on The X Files to die. Oh, Humphreys kind of has
6: like
3: Yosemite Sam energy. Yeah. He's all like, God blame friend.
4: He's shooting into the ground and lifting himself off the <laughs> with his bullets. Uh, we learned that Spinny lost somebody, Some of, one of his Echo eco-terrorist friends was, was also cocooned. Humphreys! More rats on the woodpile. Humphreys, you are gonna die so hard. Yeah, this is not the stuff you wanna be saying in an episode of The X Files. <laughs> <laughs> Humphreys literally showed up with the assignment of get killed on the X Pile. <laughs> yeah. um, so, okay. So, this is the Humphreys' biggest scene. What if I go out there, somebody's gonna eat me alive, spin me in its web, but it's too polite to come, here, to come in here and get me, and then they say, it's afraid of the light, and he literally goes, it's afraid of the light. <laughs> Can't wait to see his face pressed up against the fucking window of the truck. Anyway, Humphreys leaves. I have a question.
3: We see like a very meaningful bug zapper zapping footage. Are we
4: to believe no. that the LED greenies are no. getting zapped? Nope, those are the other bugs. Okay. They just want us to know that we are safe from mosquitoes, but in danger of <laughs> alien bugs. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They want us to know bugs are real. Okay. It- <laughs> okay, next day, darkness falls, darkness rises. Is that what it does after it falls? I can't believe you left out Humphrey's little Jennifer Love Hewitt impression.
3: <laughs> Where he's all like, what are you
5: waiting for?
4: I know. Into the woods. Honestly, I feel like I've been talking about Jennifer Love Hewitt like yeah. so much. Well, people that... are just always doing an impression of her on no. the X-Files. <laughs> They're like,
3: come on and kill me! Come on and put digitalis in my diet soda if
4: you're so bad and smug. Oh, oh, smug! Oh God, Humphreys might be the smuggest bitch. <laughs> I like don't even want him to have the title because he's such a dick, you know. He's a smug dick. All right, we see. R.I.P. Douglas Fir. It's a giant tree. It was m- <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> What's it? <laughs> What's it called? It's not called a Douglas fir? No, 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 I thought Early- you were naming the tree Doug- like Douglas Q fir. Earlier today, I've gone off the rails now, but earlier today I was in my hotel room with my current wife, Avanti, and she was like, you kind of look <laughs> She was like, you kind of look like Sporty Spice right now, and I was like, Mel D? And she was like, Mel C? There's not a d (laughs) and we laughed for so long i'm so sorry d for douglas Ah. fur okay okay my beer oh my god thank you current wives so many beers just beers a go-go if you want to be my wife you know i know the spice girls You gotta bring me a a beer yeah (gasps) that was really good okay (laughs) The Douglas fir is marked with a red X, but it's chopped down. Orange. It's Orange. a 500-year-old tree, Kristen. Yeah, and Larry's like, hey, this actually isn't cool, and Humphreys is like, whatever. Obviously, the eco terrorists marked this tree and also like cut my hair too short and also made me an <laughs> asshole. Kristen, what? Scully, a medical doctor <laughs> says,
3: the center rings are the older rings, right? <laughs> And she's Washington like, the second is- thing we learned at the Academy after we learned that everybody
4: has different fingerprints, prints <laughs> is that the center rings are older. Uh, and she's like, and Washington is the same time as New York, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. This so- poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Humphreys is just Humphreying out. I would like to actually play the patriarchy jingle for Humphrey. The
3: Patriarchy!
4: Josh Cantor on the organ in that song? It was actually me. I could actually,
3: he should be watching his back and his job <laughs> if he knows what's good for him.
4: All right, so we get our, what's it called, the microscope that's. Dissectoscope. dissectoscope. Oh, what a satisfying word. We get the dissectoscope because we've taken a sample from the tree. I know, I'm turned on too. It's a good fucking word. And we have a conversation about bugs. It makes no sense for them to be this far inside of the tree. Parasites always attack the living parts, but this is dead wood. Not to be confused with the television show.
3: Dead wood. Dead wood.
4: One word. Dead wood. Dead wood. Okay. The tr- go, go I ahead, said, take okay. it away, jenny o No, you're doing such a beautiful job. Okay, the tree's vascular system is limited to the outer few rings, but Scully thinks that they're hatching out of the porous wood. <laughs> Jenny has that
3: thing like when there are porous things. I'm
4: sorry, I shouldn't have said that word. No, I mean it's important. Porophobia. I can't
3: look. I don't know because I can't look it up because when you look it up, a bunch of images come up of porous things, and it's the worst. Okay, carry on. Like you can't like like she can't like cut. It's just it's simply. Yep. Okay. Okay, but you know what I can do? Get a good long look at Spinny backlit in the doorway. Can they build a cocooning out? <laughs> you know
4: what I mean? Yeah, I do. He's there's some high drama with.
3: Spinny. I
5: feel like
4: this is like really good workshopping with the group that we're having. You know, like like they're all there, and one of them is a medical doctor, and one of them is an FBI agent, and one is an eco terrorist. <laughs> And one is a Freddy. And one is a space worm. (laughs) And one is a guy who listens to old football games on his Walkman. Maybe they've been dormant all these years. Maybe they woke up hungry. Humphreys is in his truck. My note is, no key, ha ha. (laughs) Yeah, they woke up hungry, all right. Okay, darkness falls. Thank you. Humphreys is trying to hotwire his car. Apparently, in. by where the sun is
3: that is gone, he's been doing this for hours. Just before he just started, he sat there for a while and was like, nice. I really told them, I gave them what for.
4: <laughs> I have a question. Oh, this is a really important question, actually, for the, the rest of the podcast. He has a flashlight, but it is so small. <laughs> And I want to know if we can add a 0.2 to the flashlight count because it's a very small flashlight or if we don't get to count it at all. I don't think Humphrey
3: deserves to get involved in the abacus.
4: What is the, yes? Emphatic nodding. Okay. So he has a teeny tiny flashlight. It cannot protect him from bugs or karma. (laughs) <laughs> he chal- This is really where the Jennifer Love Hewitt moment is. He says, all right, you monkey wrenchers, come on out now. And the bugs are like, <laughs> na, nah, 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 nah. um, OK, Humphreys goes, I have an important video to play, actually, if you're still with us. Um, Humphreys goes into the car. He starts the engine. He's like, I got to get away from these bugs. And he gets it. He like gets the hot wire. The engine is going. But his tire is stuck in the mud, and I can't watch somebody stuck in the mud without bringing into the chat my favorite conversation about tires stuck in the mud. Okay? Thank you, Scout. Would
5: you like me to explain? I would love to hear this.
4: So would I.
1: The car that made these two equal length tire marks had positive traction. You can't make those marks without positive traction, which was not available on the 64 Buick
5: Skylark. And why not? What is positive traction?
1: It's a limited slip differential which distributes power equally to both the right and left tires. The 64 Skylark had a regular differential, which anyone who's been stuck in the mud in Alabama
5: knows. You step on the gas, one tire spins, the other tire does nothing. <laughs> That's right. It was so
4: hard for me to cut out any of that scene. <laughs> I just started watching
3: The Nanny from the beginning. Oh my god! No, I mean I've seen a bunch of The Nanny.
4: No, I'm just I. But I yeah. feel like I've just learned so much about your life in this moment. Yeah. Well, I f- something just happened. Yeah. In my I mean, brain, Marissa Tomei happened to Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher happened to Marissa Tomei. There's a symbiosis there. They for happened sure. to each other. Yeah. No. That is none of our business.
3: (laughs) That is not what we are investigating today.
4: The forest conspires against Humphreys. RIP. The bugs go through the vents, the rocks surround the car. He can't get out, he's attacked by bugs. Ha 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 ha, my notes say. And then I wrote, the forest legit said, fuck you. <laughs> oh, okay. the Jenny is running smoothly. I told everyone I'd keep us up to date on the yeah. closed caption Generator running smoothly. Yeah, and also the Jenny.
3: <laughs> I, too, am running smoothly. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Scully notices that those bugs from the tree sample uh-huh. are no longer moving. Mm-hmm. Spinny's like, they don't like the light. <laughs> What do you know about insects, Scully?
4: Scully's like, (laughs) just what I learned in biology class. She seems to have a photographic memory. I know that Mulder is supposed to have it, but she's like 200 million, horrifying, and consider what
3: they've been able to accomplish in the intervening 30 years, Kristen, how many bugs do you think there are now? More than 200 million per person. I don't. Oh, wait, actually, we might be overtaking them and the, the ratio might be going down. No,
4: they're overtaking us. I didn't really think about the math until I just looked at my notes and then I got so itchy. <laughs> anyway, they're old. They're older than dinosaurs. Mulder is like... So, Mulder's 12 years old. He's like, ancient, insect, eggs, ancient, insect, eggs, <laughs> This is why I come to the woods with Dana Scully. You ever notice how... What's
3: that? Um, oh, I think it's a quote from Firefly where uh, Wash is like trying to uh, do man- perform a maneuver that's like very, very, very difficult, and it, uh, I think somebody describes it as throwing like a bumblebee at a puppy from like a hundred yards and like hitting the bullseye of the puppy. I don't remember exactly what the quote is, but why did I start saying this? Oh, because Mulder. That's like every Mulder theory. He's like, well, obviously it must be because of some volcanic activity and the ensuing radiation and bugs and the tree and you know he's always right and it's always like ten layers of crazy nonsense that he had to fucking come up with all at once.
4: He's good at throwing bumblebees. He's an incredible profiler, Kristen. He is. <laughs> I am sorry to report that brain-sucking amoeba are real. I am proud to report that I don't swim in lakes. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Oh, this is where I want all the boys left in the cabin to kiss each other, but I already said that. Um, All right, so there's a lot of light bulb shots. Spinny decides, in the morning, he's gonna sneak.
3: Ooh! Before the morning, once again, standing in a doorway before he sweeps out of the room. He's like, the the loggers unleashed what killed them, and Humphreys, and who knows, maybe us. (laughs) Sweet dreams! (laughs) Like, unreal, why would you, if you believe this, why are you behaving this way?
4: Okay, sorry. And then in the morning... Wait, um, the generator is idling smoothly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the Jenny is idling smoothly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Spinny's taking the gasoline. Mulder catches him with his gun drawn. (sighs) Spinny wants to save his friends. Mulder says, why are you sneaking around then? He says, the Freddy wouldn't trust me. You have to trust me. And then they kiss. <gasps>
3: Technically
4: they don't kiss on screen, but... Potato, potato, you know what I mean? They kiss. Okay, Mulder, get- Mulder gets the radio working. Incredible! Scully comes running. Avanti, when we watched this, was like, where is she coming from? <laughs> like, you hear the, like, woo-woo of the, like, radio starting to take off. And, and, like, where was Scully? Was she, like, on her phone? No, you didn't have a phone. What was she doing, counting the, the floorboards? She, <laughs> they're on the radio, and Mulder is like, our position is, and he looks at Scully, like, what is our position? Get, she, the, get the Airbnb binder <laughs> for our coordinates. <laughs> I mean, Jenny, he gets, she gets the map and unfolds it and no one ever says the location because, (laughs) rewind, Mulder cannot read a map. He doesn't know where they are. He's like, the woods? I don't know. (laughs) He crumples the radio up
3: into a ball, kicks it, and Scully catches it,
4: (laughs) and tosses it into the Amish woods. All right. Larry turns off the generator because it's morning time and Mulder's like, leave it on, I got the radio running. And then the reveal that Spinney took the gas and Mulder let him. How do we feel about this decision, Uh audience? Love it! I love that confidence. I love, yeah, I love the one bold woo. That's the Mulder. We found the Mulder. (laughs) I mean, we know how the episode ends, so woo! (laughs) Yeah, so woo indeed. Um, Mulder says he gave me his word. Mulder's a trusting kind of a guy. Would you? As long as it's the truth, Kristen! Yeah. All right. Is everyone ready for a fight, a lover's quarrel? Mulder is feeling sad and moody, according to what I wrote (laughs) in my notes. (laughs) Scully comes on in, according to my notes. Scully has never even
3: heard of a skeptic. Scully says, I think we both have a pretty good idea of what happened to those loggers and the group in 1934,
4: she says. Latoya was like, obviously Scully is not a skeptic right now because this is about bugs and that is science. (laughs) (laughs) No questions. I understand what a bug is. I understand that they can make a cocoon.
3: Clearly we've solved this case. She is so mad that not necessarily at what Mulder did, but that he made the decision without talking to anybody else. And he in turn, Kristen, I'm sorry to say this to you and everyone else here. He in turn calls her sanctimonious. How dare you, sir?
4: Well, sometimes they say you can't get that angry with someone if you don't also want to smooch them. What is that teeny tiny little window all the way up there? I don't know, can you all
3: see that teeny tiny window the bugs are watching us through?
4: <laughs> you see that little window? That's if we said we didn't believe in ghosts, they would open that window. We're good. Yeah, we're into it. Um, no, I just want to talk about this decision, though, okay? Because I don't think that it's cool to make a decision on behalf of a group when you're with a group. But it's cool when it turns out that you're right and then you all don't die but what because if you, of it. But what if you're coming from a place where you're like, I know that there's like a pre-existing tension between these two groups that will will bias the way that this unfolds, Mm. but I feel I'm outside of that, Mm. so I should probably let this guy go. Like, you know, I just feel like Mulder, I'm not, I don't like Sanctimonious, but I do think that Mulder had his reasons. That's all I'm gonna say. Totally,
3: totally, totally, totally. Thank you. Uh, they stepped into a mess that they're not responsible for, and they're just trying to clean it up. I also really, really didn't care for how, this is like such a, this is a real heat of the moment thing, where, where Scully is like, if they're lucky, they'll find us spun up in a tree, or they may not find us at all, and somehow Mulder turns this around on her, at the way that you do if you're in a fight with someone you're very close to, and you want to win, and you just... <laughs> And say, yeah, and we're wasting time yeah. fighting about it because of you. What a oh. great trick. I'm learning.
4: Also, <laughs> Mulder touches Scully's shoulder as many times as possible. He like, cr- Every time he crosses the room, he's like...
3: <laughs>
4: Just a lot of like unnecessary touching. Yeah. Um, I also think, this is the last theory I will posit before darkness falls yet again, okay? I also think that they're both going really hard on the, like, we might die up here bit, because that's a great way to smooch, right? There's like a new song all might be lost. about, like, but if it was the end of the world, like, then we then could make smooch. out, yeah. So I'm just saying, all right. So they're gonna button up the place to keep the bugs out. There's only one bulb that works.
3: How, how are we just hearing about this? Where have they been sleeping the Where previous- are their
4: flashlights? They always have them. Did they leave them at the Jeep? Also, let me tell you something. If there's one light bulb left in the cabin where you are, and the breaking of that light bulb means you die, don't go up behind the person who's twisting (laughs) the light bulb and be like, that's the only one that works. Don't (laughs) fuck it up. That is. If it were me with the light bulb, I, I dropped. Crash. Done. We're dead. The bugs are eating us. Now that darkness is upon us, I would like to bring some lightness to the stage. I celebrate that? Uh, In the form of our guest, Melinda Lowe. I cannot explain to you how excited we are to have Melinda here with us. Melinda, a huge X-Files fan. Look at this shirt! (laughs) Careful of your cords. Cords. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the X-Files. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, earlier tonight, when Melinda came to the green room, she was like, hi, and this is my wife. And then Jenny was like, this is my wife. And I was like, and this is my wife. And we were all like, we all did it. We all have wives. We're
3: very successful we're people. We're <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. It was like, you know when you have like a smart device and you're like, hey, Alexa, but then you have another Alexa and then they just like, start talking to each other and create an infinite feedback loop. Yeah. That, but with wives. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, all, we like, talked about the indigo girls. We, yeah. did, we like really made the, ra- made the gay That's rounds. Right. That's right. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are, are s- you guys? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're fine.
1: It's very bright up here.
4: Yeah, it's bright, it's, it's hot. It's safe. Uh, yeah, we just know. wanted to protect ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good
1: thinking. Good thinking, yes.
4: So, Melinda, we know you, like Jenny and I, but also a lot of the folks in this room, because you've written just a few books that are just, like, kind of okay. They're just... Yeah, yeah just a few. Just a little bit, just a little bit great. <laughs> we enjoy your written
3: word so immensely. This is not a but that... Interact with what I just said, but just sort of contextually, and that would be reason enough to be like, come talk to us, but you are, dare I say, an
4: X-Files scholar, an expert. I, I was, it was a long time ago. So was the show. I would know, you- I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of old. I've, I've been around. Uh,
3: so. Would you not say that, you know, X-Files is forever? It is now. Yes, okay, good, 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 good. It good, is good. now.
4: Um, so when we emailed you mm-hmm. or messaged you in whatever internet way that we did, you were like, actually, I, ha- I happened to write my college, pa- like your fi- one of your biggest college papers was on the television show, The X-Files.
1: Yes, well, it was in graduate school. I was trying to get a PhD in cultural anthropology. Um, Very
4: scully of you, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Not in medical
4: anthropology, though. So you're a doctor? Okay. Well,
1: I, no, I'm not, because okay. <laughs> I, I dropped out of graduate school. So the X, I did research on the X-Files and X-Files fandom. In grad, it was the height of my graduate school career, and after that, I dropped out, so I never finished my research. So the last research I did was on the X-Files. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
4: But also, like, you went out on a high, so good I for you. I did go out on a high. Yeah. Uh, there
1: was no going forward after <laughs> that. that was the peak yeah. of graduate P, school, yes. literally.
4: Yeah. So tell us about this paper. What was the like? What was your focus? It was on the well, series, but you were you were coming to it from the place of grad school as a cultural, a maybe cultural yes. anthropologist. Yes. I, I
1: was studying the production of popular culture in Hollywood. So I went to LA one summer. I interviewed a whole lot of producers. I met somebody who knew Vince Gilligan, yes. and I was like, I love Vince Gilligan's work. Um, my favorite episode of The x Files was written by Vince
4: Gilligan. What, you, can, you are allowed to say the title and nothing more. Okay. It was Bad Blood.
1: That's right. Uh, heard of it yeah. by Taylor Swift. <laughs> 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 yeah. So Vince Gilligan was very kind and he met with me and I, I interviewed him. And I was like, you know what would be really great is if I could come on the set for like a week and interview all of you. And he was like, okay. What? So I did. Yes. Uh, Can you tell us everything without spoilers? It was amazing. (laughs) It was amazing. I got, I went and I was basically researching how they wrote the show. So I got to sit in on their storyboard meetings and their production meetings and I saw them film one episode. It was, this was like in season nine by then I think. So it was late in the X-Files. But it was really wonderful and it was very cool. I got to walk through um, Scully's apartment (gasps) on the set, which was amazing.
4: The crowd gasps. I know.
1: I saw the bathtub.
3: (gasps) Yeah. Did you see evidence of anyone having
4: ever successfully (laughs) bathed in the bathtub? Okay. I literally, like, I don't think I could have gotten more excited about anything that you could (laughs) have possibly said. I can't believe you saw the bathtub. I saw it. I saw it. I
1: was not allowed to take any pictures. Mm, That's fair. Or actually, I was not allowed to speak to the actors (laughs) as well. Mm. But they didn't know that. So they they spoke to you? They spoke to me. Could you speak back? I mean, I said, hi. We were like in the dark of the soundstage while they were waiting to go on. So I mean, so I did meet Jillian Anderson. Even though I wasn't allowed to meet her.
3: Cool. I did meet her. It's Penny actually t- kind of cooler that you met her while you weren't allowed to meet her than if
1: she, you had been allowed. She wouldn't remember me. It was like totally dark. I'm like this like graduate student like this. But like. what
4: if, Melinda, what if she did? What if she was like, oh my god, I'm
3: always taking notes also. <laughs>
1: Maybe,
4: maybe uh, she took a lot of her character actually from that moment. Probably, that's <laughs> probably where
1: she got it. Yeah, she had to wait nine seasons before she could really get into <laughs> yeah, her character because yeah, she hadn't met me yet. It yeah. took
4: that. Oh yeah. my God, that is absolutely incredible. Yeah. It was really fun,
1: and I I was I got to listen to the writers all talk about how to you know write an episode, and that was really cool too. And. I was looking at my research online, it's on my, if you wanna read my extremely academic paper, yes. it is on my website. The yes. whole front row is like,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it is on my website, it's like, the funny thing is, it's like a very detailed description of how they used to make TV yeah. mm-hmm. in the 90s and early 2000s. like They don't make them like this anymore. They don't have these giant writer's rooms, they don't have this kind of episodic 24 episode season. Yeah. Like The rhythm of television is totally different. So it's, it's so funny because it's like a time capsule mm-hmm. of how they used to do it and they don't do it like that now. Everything is different.
4: So what took you from, this is cultural anthropology at mm-hmm. this point and then you did this research, you left that program, and now you're just like New York Times best-selling author, have written a million incredible books. Oh. Like where, like tell us how, the, how did the X-Files do that for you?
1: Oh yeah, it was definitely the x
4: <laughs> Well, th- the funny thing is, after I
1: did my graduate research, I dropped out to become a freelance writer and I started writing for lesbian entertainment websites and I became a TV rep- critic, like an entertainment wow. reporter. So then I actually learned a lot more <laughs> about Hollywood. Wow. I, um, I stood behind David Duchovny at a party once. Nice. That was big. You have been so
4: close to both of
1: them. Oh my God! But you know what was the, the, my most amazing experience? Please tell me. I oh, shook the hand of Anthony Stewart Head.
3: Tell us yes. about the <laughs> texture, the moisture level of his hand, the firmness of his grip. It was incredible. Grip. I'm so eye glad contact, that you were eye in Eye contact. It. Yes. Nice. It was I'm incredible. glad that you were
4: inappropriate because when you said you met. <laughs> When you said you met Jillian Anderson, and I knew that I would get in trouble. But my first thought was, "How does she smell?" <laughs> I'm so sorry. But then you were creepy about Giles, so I can be creepy about Jillian. I mean, it was
1: Giles. You know, I was oh, I was yeah. completely stunned. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was doing this for those of you on. <laughs> That'll this translate side. later
4: for the podcast. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you just have to mix it in stereo.
4: Wow.
1: Um, so any, yeah, so I did all that, and then I started writing my first novel at the same time, and that came out in two thousand nine. It was a long time ago. It was, it was
4: called Ash. I was going to say, was it Ash? Yeah, it was Ash. That is the first book it of yours that I ha- ever read. Oh yeah. It's oh, great. Ditto. Yeah. It rips. Yeah. Oh it wait.
1: Was, it was the first right. book I wrote. So <sighs> yeah. No, it, so it, I'm it, going chronologically? Yes. Yes. Perfect. And so then I, I left entertainment reporting and um, have been writing novels since then.
4: Hell yeah! So now, okay, I have a question that I don't know if this will make any sense because I didn't preplan it. But like the books of yours that I've read are are set pretty either in a like Ash is a retelling of the Cinderella story, mm-hmm. and the and then I've read uh, the Telegraph Club last night at the Telegraph Club, and I'm a, we're about to read Queer Book Clubbers. Are you here with me? <laughs> oh yeah, we're about the whole front row and I are That's reading. I'm about to read a scatter of light, which are more historically based. And so I wonder if there's any, I don't know, conversation between the worlds of fantasy and reality that you work in as an author.
1: Um, people ask me whether there's a difference between writing mm. fantasy and realism. And there's, there's not, well, because Telegraph Club is a historical novel, it's a lot like writing a fantasy novel because you have, <laughs> to, you have to create the world of the 1950s in that book specifically to uh, which is like building a fantasy world you have to make the reader believe that it's real yeah so it's it's a Mm -hmm. lot like writing a fantasy novel i mean fiction is fantastical in all forms Mm -hmm. even realism you have to create that fictional world and let the reader enter it and believe that it's real so
4: i like that i like i was like this is my question you were like i've totally got this (laughs) um I have other things that I would like to ask, but I'm sitting directly in front of you, so I'm gonna sit back.
3: Oh. I'm just vibing. You're doing yeah. You're moldering out. I'm just interjecting where I need to, talking about people's moisturization and whatnot. Okay. <laughs> I have
4: I have another question for you and it's real gay. Okay. You watch the X-Files in real time? That was okay. I, <laughs> okay. I, that was my
1: lead up. That was my lead okay. up. That was my lead up. This is up. so funny. So, question. way back then in the 90s, like if I didn't start watching The X Files till after the movie. Okay, then, that means nothing to so me. Back but... then, that meant the original X Files fans thought that I was like an incomer. Okay. I was like okay. new. I was not like cool enough. I was not a real fan. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously.
1: So, but that's when I started watching it. And then I watched it in real time after that.
4: Do you have um, Gillian Anderson feelings? <laughs> that's the whole... That's the gay question. Do I was on an email list called Scullyfic.
1: Was, did, was anyone here on Scully... Anyone? Anyone? Scully, Scully, Scully fic? Scully no, fic? Yeah, oh, got two Scully fics okay. back there, yeah. Yeah, it was a, ma- a mailing list only for Scully fanfiction. So was it all wow. queer Scully fanfic, or was oh, it no. all... It was all over, it was the, all place. over the place. Okay. It was all over the place. Did
4: she ever make out with Felicity Huffman in the fanfic? Oh. You know,
1: you could look for that. I'm sure there is some. Okay, great. I read a lot of fanfic. a
4: good talk. <laughs>
3: Um, Hard hitting journalism.
4: <laughs> Asking the important questions. I gave you, I, I let you up to bat. I said you are. Um, Melinda, did mm-hmm. you want to tell us anything about this episode? Anything that you're like absolutely have to say about this specific episode of the show, Darkness Falls? This
1: specific episode? Well, you were just talking about their fight.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which
1: obviously I am on Team Scully. She was completely right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Mulder should not have let that guy leave. But then he saves them. Yeah. Okay. They could have gone with him.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they could have all gone. What if okay. they didn't have any working light bulbs at that other camp, they two valleys just... away?
1: Yeah. Okay. No. I mean, really good point. This Mo- episode is like very. You can't really think about the plot too much no. because it does not make sense. Just needed a little it bit just more Salamander
4: hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That would have made just as much sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> This is a thought I had, why don't they light a fire? Why I said this to my wife when we were watching it the other day, I was like, they could build
3: a
4: fire. Fire,
3: hard how did neither woods? one of us
4: think <laughs> of that, how? How many queer women does
1: it take to screw in a fire? <laughs> yeah. That's a different question. <laughs>
4: <laughs> to screw in a fire? <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Doesn't, um,
1: doesn't sound safe, no.
4: Melinda, um, are you gonna make it? I'm fine, great. (laughs) Um, Truly, I cannot explain to you how excited we are to have had you with us tonight. (laughs) Oh. Like, really, really, truly, on every angle, the the fact that you're an X-Files fan, the fact that you write incredible, incredible material that we all consume ravenously, (laughs) Uh, it's a real honor to have had you. So oh, thank you, you for being a part of the podcast. Well,
1: thank you for inviting me. This is amazing. I've never gotten to talk about my X Files research before. <gasps> Will
3: you come back? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Will you come back when Kristen
4: is not so like in danger of being spoiled? No, she's delicate. We have to protect it's her. You no, know, all of our guests were like, so you can't actually talk about anything past twenty episodes, and they're like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, thank, thank, thank you.
4: Thank, thank you, so you so much, so much everyone. Bring it low! Hell.
3: Yeah. Hell. Yeah. I miss her.
4: I, miss, I, I do, too. I miss her, too. Well, Jenny, time to button this place up, Kristen. Literally, my nose. Plastic
3: is- on the windows. Sta- Where did all this plastic sheeting come from? The same place as the
4: dissectoscope? When you're a lumberjack, you have 50% flannel, 50% plastic sheeting. That's just simple math. No, 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 no. No. 50% flannel, 48% plastic sheeting, 2% weed. (laughs) Or mushrooms, we don't know. Yes. Enhance. All right. (laughs) Three kids having a slumber party.
3: Is this the way they've been sleeping? And then also, where they all, was Spinny sleeping in there before?
4: He right, walked? well, I had a question about, I need to know more I about the slumber I thought about party. counting how many times darkness falls in Darkness Falls. I a didn't. bunch of times. But there was definitely one night, I'm pretty sure, where Humphreys was there. And I feel like they'd all be dead. Because you know that Humphreys would be like, we're not keeping these damn lights on. And then like when they fell asleep, would just turn off all the fucking lights. But yeah, I think they've been sharing the room the whole time. Oh my god, so Humphreys was sleeping there. Those right? There was a night, there was a Humphreys night. That's no? Yes? One night, thank you, mathematicians in the audience. Oh, people who just watched the episode a little bit more closely than us. <laughs> all right. Oh boy. Scully sees the bugs and she's like, ooh, science, cool. And then she sees the bugs on her hand and she's like, ooh, science, not fucking cool at <laughs> all, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, she almost breaks
3: the bulb she's having a hard time. Wouldn't you? Absolutely. Kristen, I recently was stung by four bees in rapid succession while I was putting some apples in a composter, and the the sounds that all of my neighbors must have heard, (laughs) there were grunts, there were groans, there were motherfuckers, there were just like... It just went on and on, you know? It wasn't all four at this exact same time. There was sort of like a rolling succession, so it was was kind of a real experience. Uh, What I'm trying to tell you is that no thanks on bugs. And like,
4: that's, like, being stung by bees is bad enough, but to me, teeny tiny bugs, and I'll stop there, but that's just, no. That's what I'm saying. When they're big and I can see them. yeah. It's bad enough. But these little motherfuckers, two hundred. You can only
3: see when a shadow falls across you. When darkness falls. I would have
4: done the same thing that Scully does here, which is flail about. This this just punching bags, the light bulb. Get him up! Get him up! Get him up! Just like banging that light bulb. The uh, Larry goes immediately for the light bulbs. Uh, Mulder goes immediately for Scully. Priorities. Yes. He calms her down. He says they're going to be safe as long as they stay in the light, he realizes that the greasy... He doesn't realize. He tells them that his theory is that the greasy residue that he's been doing this with the whole time. Well, uh, let's get a nice, uh, foley. Can we... Audience? Beautiful. Oh, it actually sounds
3: pretty gross when we all do
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are... The greasy residue is bugs. Gross. <laughs> the generator... The generator is still idling smoothly. So the audio idling smoothly. The video lets us see that there's only a quarter tank <gasps> left. That's not gasoline. very much. It's not a lot. Avanti asks me at this point in the episode, why are they sitting like this? Because Mulder and Scully are sitting on the side of the bed. <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> They're so close to each other. Um, so they have this romantic conversation about oxidizing enzymes. Um, Scully... You just
3: like fireflies. Sc-
4: <laughs> Scully, I write, Scully really thinks they're gonna die, or does she just want a reason to kiss Mulder? Mulder's not giving up on Spinny, but what if Spinny doesn't show, says Scully. And Mulder says, we'll figure out something. I'm so sorry. Okay, I have really important caption notes. I'm ready. The generator is idling roughly. The generator is sputtering. The generator sputtering increases. That's
3: it. Okay. Doesn't seem like. Yeah, it dies. But uh, this is kind of like some episode of Buffy that I'm
4: not able to quite yes. pinpoint. Where, what is it? Oh yes, amends, where like the minute that, the minute that the bad thing might happen, the sun comes up.
3: Oh, it's the sun will never come up because it's a snow
4: right, day right, right, in Sunnydale. Right, 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 right. right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> because Latoya wrote, Latoya like I think didn't see this thing that happened because it's like the generator dies and we're all like, oh my God, it's gonna happen right now. But it's just fate that when the generator dies, the sun comes up. As I've said, always, many times. All right, the boys are gonna fix their truck. They roll the wheel down to the Duk- truck. Duk- tuk- 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 <laughs> this is some real boy shit. <laughs> let's, take this, let's take this tire off this truck and roll it down the hill for a while. <laughs> I know there's a purpose, but also, I'm so sorry about my note. It is really gendered and absolutely inappropriate, but I wrote, "LOL Humphreys die like a
5: man." <laughs> you he know what is... I mean.
4: Listen,
3: I don't think anybody looks cool when they get killed. By I would space look so bugs. fucking cool.
4: <laughs> yeah. I would be like, "Why show me your <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kristen in the cocoon sipping a?"
4: friggin' 16-ounce can of beer. i have just, like, a cigarette here and a beer here, cocooned. Noted. (laughs) Preserved like the icon I am. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Just as they roll up
3: to Larry's vehicle and a cocooned Humphreys, cocooned. Who comes jeeping along (laughs) but Mulder's crush Spinny.
4: Yeah. His His, friends. please.
3: His friends didn't make it.
4: (laughs) It's really sad. But there's no time for that, Kristen. No, and Larry's like, what about Humphrey's body? And everyone is like, skirk, and literally nobody cares, (laughs) sir.
3: (laughs) But oh no. You know that thing when you drive over the tire spikes that you laid during your eco-echo terrorism? But now you're trying to escape from a whole other kind of eco-terror. And, oh no, you've flattened your own tires and you get out of the
4: car at night to look at it? Honestly, it was the right move. He's standing directly in the headlights of the car. It is curious that they do swarm, despite... Okay,
3: you know what doesn't make any sense?
4: The (laughs) X-Files?
3: I think the light keeps them from swarming. They're... She, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's goofy, but let's not dwell no. on unpleasantries.
4: There's something so fucking terrifying about the fact that these bugs can fly through the vents of the car. Like, I understand that that's simply the way that vents work, but I don't. That's so how air gets in, Christine. <laughs> I would like to be, can you click that button that's like, keep it in the interior of the car?
3: I think that's a relatively new. Oh,
4: so you're saying this is a 1994 problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Would never, it could never happen to us now. <laughs> shot. Okay, so the bugs, the bugs kill Spinny. Honestly, the biggest loss is the mustache uh, for the whole episode. Then um, Larry and Mulder and Scully are in the car, and the shot from the outside of the car is, I think the exact shot used in the Titanic, when Kate Winslet and Jack are... <laughs> <laughs> it's like all fogged up, but instead yeah. it's like, instead of being fogged up by sex, it's like fogged up by dying slowly by LED bugs. All okay, right, and then
3: the bugs have taken a note from Mulder's slideshow. Oh. And they're like, let's <laughs> fade to
4: green. Let's fade to green here instead of black. I went, look at how excited I am in my notes. <laughs> All caps, wow, fade to neon green. The neon green that the bugs fade to is bright enough to summon the helicopter, the rescue vans, everyone in hazmat suits. Hazmat suits. The emergency evacuation guy, okay.
3: If my... they really want Mulder and Scully to stop investigating X-Files, wouldn't it just be easier <laughs> to let them die here? Or later at the little
4: recovery emergency hospital unit. <laughs> the <I'm-> little recovery, <laughs> it's like a play, it's like a little play toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that that's your question, it's very valid. My question was, imagine wearing glasses inside of a hazmat suit. <laughs> it I will seems like not. a bad vibe. All right. My first, note in qu- my first note in quarantine is bleeping buttons because this Robot Doctor Man that Josh Cantor did a wonderful impression of <laughs> is literally just going around to every monitor and being like bleep bloop, bloop, bleep bleep, bleep bleep bloop, like no no rhyme or reason, just bleeping
3: buttons. Uh, are you at all surprised to see Scully and Larry totally
4: laid out and unconscious, and Mulder up and about with his tank? Well, I wrote a note about you, Jenny, um, here because you like to. <laughs> You like to say that you're the molder, and I remembered that there was that one time you went to the doctor and they said you had a very strong heartbeat and you like to brag about it all the time. (laughs) I don't
3: mean to brag, but I do allegedly, according to a medical doctor.
4: Hold on, hold on. Let's just treat, let's give everybody a treat. Medical doctor Oh yeah, she's a medical doctor.
3: Uh Great. According right, to right, a medical right. doctor. According to a medical doctor, I have a very strong heartbeat. That's what I mean. And I just like, thought, wow. You
4: know, it is what it is. You have a strong heartbeat. Mulder has a strong heartbeat. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> All right. Scully was right. They found a large concentration of luciferin.
3: It's nice when Scully and Mulder both get to
4: be right. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's luciferin.
3: This is, uh, I'm going to take that under consideration.
4: Thank you. Um, Jenny, plot twist, molder at Scully's bedside. <gasps> put your jacket on her. My note says a first and only. Like we We'll see. Okay. Scully's still not out of the woods yet. Is she out of the woods yet? Is she out of the woods? They are out literally out of the woods though. So Oh my god, she uh, threading the needle of metaphor and whatever literal <laughs> Yes, my
3: co-hosts I respect, <laughs> unconditionally.
4: I told her it was going to be a nice trip to the forest. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, and then, yeah, uh, as previously discussed, the government's just going to burn the whole forest
4: down. And, like, Latoya wrote a note about this. Like, I guess EBE was pretty truthful. Like, they yeah, just yeah. found we this, just like, kill shit. They just kill it. Just kill it. Get it out of here. If we don't know what it is, kill it. Um, Well, that's depressing. I'm slightly more with them in in this case, because they're bugs. What if they're not successful? That is not an option, Mr. Mulder. I recently got a little, it's shaped like a gun, sorry, Uh, but
3: it uh, sucks bugs into it, and then you release them outside. Safely? Alive? Yeah, it's a, you know, just like a, so I don't have to find a cup and an unopened piece of mail
4: again, you know. There's I've been, just I'm still doing a scoop, that. A
3: vacuumy scooper, gun-shaped thing. But it's that, like a gentle sucker. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> so great question. We'll put it in the clearly clear a
4: all bug sucker. <laughs> I don't
3: remember. Wow. But, Have you and you've used it? Yeah. You know, like it's like oh, some bugs are too big, and you know. Some bugs you gotta like. Swoop. What happens when they're too big? <laughs> it's just like some careful maneuvering that has to happen. But my point is couldn't the United States government <laughs> manufacture.
4: just one at a time?
3: No, just like a, t- a really big one for all the
4: greenies. That's a UFO.
3: A UFO? You want a thing
4: to come above all of the alien insects and suck them up? That's just a UFO. Maybe we can start some synergy, some some fire
3: collabs between the greenies and the EBEs.
4: Okay. I agree. I want to save the bugs. Save the trees, save the bugs. I'm dying to know how you're going to get from save the trees, save the bugs into the sexual tension awards. (laughs) Speaking of synergy,
3: (laughs) let us turn our eyes, ears, and groins uh, to the Sexual Attention Awards. Sexual Attention Awards. Well, welcome back to another thrilling installment of the Sexual Attention Awards where we fill some slots with some noms and then you get to vote on them to tell us who you
4: think had the most, you know, special sauce in this episode. Wait, before you go into it, I'm vibing. I just want everyone to know that my phone just told me it's bedtime. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, different kind of bedtime tonight, phone. Your phone is always
3: telling you it's bedtime and my phone is always telling me that my rental period for an entry into the Twilight film saga has just (laughs) ended. (laughs) We are not the same. (laughs) It's true. Uh, In slot number one, you've seen them before, but this might be their biggest fight yet, which might get some of you more interested than usual. It's Mulder and Scully, the mothership. In slot number two, maybe you have Maybe you have like a, I don't know, sort of Canadian Mountie, forestry guy thing. Maybe you just have like a thing for guys in like a certain kind of hat. A hat that kind of looks like a UFO, actually, when you think about it. Sure. In slot number two, we have Larry and his hat. (laughs) You never see them apart.
4: It's They're true, like I didn't even this. realize it until Jenny told me about the nom. I was like, you're right, the hat and that guy are yeah. always together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In
3: slot number three, tell me more about your darkness, I feel like is something somebody said to somebody else in Every Buffy. Every lesbian ever. And also that
4: <laughs> it's Mulder and Spinney. Mulder just wants to spin that little mustache, you know? <laughs> Too far. And in slot number four,
3: they ju- you just, can't, you cannot tear them apart no matter how hard you try they are, inextricably intertwined with a passion none of us can understand because it is by definition otherworldly. It is the little green LED bugs and darkness falling
4: i just i just want everyone to see like the effort that goes in here we, there's so many we, like, had, we, had, we about, had backstage scratch out, yeah we had about 12 it, it. 12
3: noms for this episode and a lot of the times it's hard to come up with even four but this episode was bustling Uh, forget all about green LED light. Think instead of a soft, glowing amethyst that you can always turn to for answers. It's time, once again, for Kristen's Crystal Ball. Kristen's Crystal Ball. amethyst glow if you dare and tell me the next episode is tombs does he get the fifth liver
4: okay well I would like to say that Jenny sent me these questions before I watched the episode tombs (laughs) clearly tomorrow I have to talk about the episode tombs so I now know if I was wrong or not but I'm going to act like I don't know very nice Professional. Yes, Jenny, please ask me the question again. The question about the next episode of The X-Files that my crystal ball will answer for us. Does he get the fifth liver? Yes, he does. He gets it from the smoking man's storage room, or he eats his own liver. (laughs) Okay, I fucking love the second option.
3: The first option... You think it'd be easier to break into the Pentagon than to just find a liver like off the street? Like order, tombs a loves pizza challenge. To- he loves to weasel his little way through. He does like to weasel. Yeah, no, he would probably love to get into the Pentagon. Okay, do you think anyone dies in
4: tombs? <sighs> the old man who had the newspaper clippings. Oh no, does tombs get his liver?
3: Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a building that plays a significant (laughs) role
4: in the conclusion of this episode. What is it? The Seattle Space Needle. Wait. (laughs) That's not a building, really, is it? I mean, kind of, but okay, serious talk. Is it the White House? Oh my God, does he eat the President's (laughs) liver? (laughs) Okay.
3: My final question for the crystal ball is, Does, in the episode, Tombs, does Dana Scully draw her weapon in her own home yet again?
4: My crystal ball said, clearly, twice. And the best part about it is how the note's printed because all of the answers are on this page except for twice. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, turn the page, twice. Incredible. Well, I feel illuminated. Me too, especially since I've definitely never seen the episode and definitely (laughs) really think I'm still right. I can't... Whatever. I can't explain to you how excited I was when I saw the old man with the newspaper, though. I was like, maybe I'm (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you haven't seen it yet, so I won't let you know. Well, I would say...
3: May I say? It's not time yet for me to say.
4: Oh, it's fucking time, Jenny.
3: I would say that the status of this X-File is lovingly ensconced in a tricolor Eddie Bauer parka in purplish-blue, bluish-green, and (laughs) pinkish-purple.
4: Beloved listenership, I am Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And we really care about you, and we're
3: so happy that you chose to join us on this Incredibly rainy, stormy
4: night in Boston? Could you imagine if the power went out? (gasps) I thought about that. I thought about it. I was like, listen, we went through Buffy and some weird parallel life shit happened. We're going to bring Boston down tonight. No, 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 no. This is our first time Uh, in Boston. (laughs) Hell
3: yeah. And our first time taping an episode of The X-Files live. We did it. We're still ex-wives. We're still current
4: files. (laughs) Wow. Jenny, do you have one? And until next time? Until next time,
3: Kristen. Yes. Darkness is our enemy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Boston.
3: Thank you so much. Josh Cantor couldn't be here tonight, but we're going to do our best without him.
4: to hear me continue to sing.
3: I would go so far as to say you're a natural talent this one time okay yeah sure <laughs> plagued by many mysteries
4: fingies, should have been fingies, should have been fingies. Mulder's missing sister.
3: So nice. Fox glove.
5: Hi, this is Alex Dolan, the creator of The Patron Saint of Suicides. I'm here to announce a new show called Young's Infinite City. Young's Infinite City is a full-cast science fiction audio drama set decades from now, when water is scarce and the global population is booming. The show follows the search for Dr. Rosalind Young, who's gone missing just as the world is pushed to the brink of war. It'll lead to the Infinite City, a mysterious ghost town where construction hasn't stopped for 35 years. Young's Infinite City should appeal to fans of The Peripheral, Silo, Inception, and Dark City. The show addresses the big question of where our planet is headed, but I'm hoping you'll enjoy a wild ride that includes mystery, plenty of action, and an unlikely friendship. On behalf of an incredible cast and crew, I'm so excited to share this with you. Please join us for Young's Infinite City available wherever you listen to podcasts.